Welcome to the Coach's Plan podcast, Plan to Coach with Coach New Brunswick. I'm your host, Ashley Milani, and today you are joining me from my bedroom closet, which is the most soundproof room I could find in my home. Like many of you, I am in uh, self-imposed isolation in my home uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak. So I figured this would be a good time to go dig into the audio vault and find any old podcast footage I had lying around and see if I could do anything with it. Um, so I've managed to find this pretty lighthearted episode for you guys. Uh, hopefully it brings a little bit of joy to you on your Friday afternoon, gives you something else to talk about in your in your day. Um, maybe either it's a conversation that you want to strike up with your other friends and family in your home or uh, a conversation you could have online with your with your teammates and your athletes. Um, anyway, so these are some coaches that I've drawn inspiration from in the past uh, that Colin has from as well, and hopefully uh, you can, or it can help at least make you think about some of the ones that you've drawn inspiration from. And from a big bottom of our hearts, Coach New Brunswick wants to just say to our coaches out there in New Brunswick and across the country, uh, we're here with you. We get the struggles that you're going through. We know it's tough to be away from your team. Um, myself, like the rest of us, find a lot of joy with spending time with our athletes, working through challenges to achieve a common goal fills your day with a lot of purpose. And I'm sorry that a lot of you are kind of have lost that in this moment, but I think through technology and through perseverance, there's ways that we can get past it. So I encourage you uh, after this show is over, reach out to some of your teammates and athletes, uh, see what they think about their favorite movie coaches and their favorite inspirational speeches. And I think you'll probably learn quite a bit from it. Anyway, on with the show. Colin, no intro today. We're just going to go right into it. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, Colin, you and I spend a lot of time talking with other coaches and each other about some coaches that have had big impacts in our lives. Yep. Um, and I want to keep talking about more coaches that have had big impacts. Maybe coaches not necessarily that know us, but coaches that we know very well through uh, through movie, TV, yep. literature. Pop culture. Pop culture. Yep. Um Today, you and I are going to go through our favorite movie and TV coaches, uh, what makes them tick, and our favorite speeches yep. by them. Awesome. So let's go. We each have two. Uh, let's go one at a time. I'll let you go first with, with yours. Yep. The Longest Yard, 2005, Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. The warden is trying to break our spirit. He thinks we're going to skip practice today, wait for the field to drive, make it up tomorrow. You know what? Who gives a shit? Three days till game time, we can handle it. But let me say this. That old man flooding this field tells me something. The guy is scared. Scared Scared of you, sick, degenerate convicts. (laughs) And you know what? He should be. That's good. Because I got news for you guys. You can stop. That's yeah. it. Yeah. We're so to give it. give some context to the the player the players at home the the <laughs> listeners at home, um, Longest Yard 2005. Uh, it was an Adam Sandler film in which he plays a uh, wh- I don't remember what he goes to jail for. I don't remember. He goes that to prison either. for something. It's and, been a long time uh, since I've seen it. Ends up coaching the uh, the prison yard football team, uh, which plays against the wardens. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, the thing is, is I love comedy. Comedy is such a big part of my life. So a lot of the sports movies that I really love are comedy sport movies. And I think this one is a movie where Adam Sandler actually does a pretty good job. And he's not actually the coach. 
because he's just he's the quarterback, but he, right, he does right. take he does take a big part of the coaching the team. Uh, they're, they're supposed to play against the warden, yeah, and uh, the convicts wanted to practice, and the the warden didn't want them to practice, so he flooded the field during the night. Right. So then when they woke up the next morning, there's just water everywhere on the field, and they couldn't practice. So he's just giving a little speech to hype up the boys to say we're still gonna practice. And the next scene after that is they play in water, and it's great. This thing. Did you say win? What's it gonna be, boys? (laughs) Do we go back to our cells, call it a day, or do we get ourselves ready for the greatest ass-kicking fiesta in the history of football? I'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> and then they all charge onto the field into the mud. Into the mud, yeah. It doesn't matter. They're gonna play some football. Yeah. Yeah, and then the guards are looking at them, at them, just judging them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's, so Colin, why is this one of your favorite? I just sports I, movie speeches. I love it so much, just because it's a bunch of like it's guys that it's convicts, right? Usually convicts, you just in your head, they're, they're bad people. They don't care about anything. They don't. Nothing matters to them. They just want to do their time and get out. But in this scene, Adam Sandler just, he convinces them that even though, yeah, it's not optimal, there's water everywhere, let's just practice, let's play some football just so we can win against the Wardens. And he, obviously, he does a good job at it because then they jump in the water and start playing water football. Yeah, I think right? there's I think there's really something to be said about uh, practicing in adverse conditions exactly. that like really builds a lot of character in your team. Like I think of all the times that I've made my crews go out uh, rowing in the absolute pouring exactly, rain. Exactly, yeah. Or the times I was an athlete and my coaches made me go out in the pouring rain because oh, yeah. we would we would look outside at the water and be like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, obviously, no. we're staying inside and my coach would be like, are you kidding? Go get your boat. Yeah, we're going. Coaching football, some stuff like that would happen to us too. Like, be pouring rain and they'd be like, can't we go inside? We're like, if there's no lightning, we're playing outside. Yeah, so. and, that, and that's the thing is the coach too is like, so the athletes, at least they're going to stay moving. They're going to stay relatively yeah. warm by yeah, doing yeah. it. But like, as a coach, like you have to stand out there, not... Like, you have to save face, not show that, exactly, you, like, the yeah. rain is bothering you. And I think they're, like, that is so valuable in showing that, like, I'm going to stand here and be tough in it mm-hmm. and, and not let this get to me. Exactly. And if I lead that example, you're going to follow it, too. Yeah. So I think this is, like, it's a great example of someone taking the lead and just getting a bunch of guys that don't necessarily would be the, the audience or the, the typical players to do that. And you just brought out the best out of them. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll go next. Yep, you go. Okay. Okay, so my first pick is uh, from The Sandlot, 1993, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, oh, crap, what's the kid's name? It's it's Benny, but I can't remember the actor's name. It's um, Who's there? I want to say, is it not Ralph? The guy who plays Ralph Macchio in The Karate Kid, which was also one of my runner-up choices. <laughs> I don't remember the name. Have you seen Have you seen The Sandlot? I don't think I did. Okay. The, the name is very familiar, but I don't know if I've seen it. So this is one of my favorite childhood movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to give you a bit of background on it, so it's basically like a group of kids in like the fourth or fifth grade back in the se- 70s, okay. back in the 70s, who uh, they just like play, so they play baseball like all year, well, all summer long mm-hmm. on the sand lot, like just out behind their like their park in the backyards. Hence the name. Hence the name, The Sandlot. <laughs> and it's just kind of like a coming of age story of a bunch of like kids hanging around their local their local lot, kind of like just getting into mischief, going to the public pool. Like it's very, mm-hmm. it's like 
very just like classic summertime fun movie. Cool. Um, with like a little bit of like that kind of sports magic built into it and like what sports can do to uh, to kind of like change you as a person. Okay, yeah. So this scene is from close to the end of the movie where uh, they um, Benny has this uh, this ball signed by Babe Ruth um, that or his dad had it or his stepdad had it mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they knock it over the fence into this old old man's yard is this ginormous like monster scary dog uh that's like kind of like a legend for like okay, eating yeah. kids and the rest of it yeah yeah i and, I, I see the classic elements and yeah. so they so they lose their ball and so they the benny steals into the into his stepdad's or his dad's room and, and grabs the signed baseball and they use that for a game Ooh. Uh, yeah, big, big stress. And so they accidentally put it over the fence into the yard. And so they have to figure out like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Do we get it back? But we're going to die if we get it back because of this big dog and this oh, whole yeah. thing. And so Benny's lamenting that while he's sitting on his bed, uh, Babe Ruth comes out, the ghost of Babe Ruth comes out of the closet mm-hmm. and gives him a uh, little pep talk. Let's go. I'm here to give you But you're... Dead? Legends never die, Keith. Ooh. But you're really him. Legends never die. You're the babe, the Sultan of Swat, the King of Crash. Crash and a hundred other dopey names. Forget about that stuff, kid. We ain't got much time. I'm here because you're in some kind of a pickle, right? Yeah. A baseball with my John Hancock on it went over a fence and you can't get it back, right? Yeah, right. Then just hop over there and get it. <laughs> Love it. Wait, wait. <laughs> I can't. Can't what? I can't go into that backyard. Why not? There's a beast back there. What kind? A giant gorilla dog thing that ate one kid already. Is that a fact? (laughs) Sit down, kid. Sit down. Babe Ruth is also smoking a cigar while he's giving the speech. It's great. Yeah. Let me tell you something, kid. Everybody gets one chance to do something great. Most people never take the chance, either because they're too scared or they don't recognize it when it spits on their shoes. This is your big chance, and you shouldn't let it go by. I mean, you remember when you busted the guts out of the ball the other day? Someone's telling you something, kid. And if I was you, I'd listen. Yeah. But what? <laughs> You're the one with the rubber legs. Figure it out. You're saying I should hop over that fence and pickle the beast? Think about that, kid. I'll see you later. <laughs> Love it. So, what I like, I don't really re- think at the time I really realized this as like a big sports moment. In, oh, no, for like, sure. But yeah, yeah. thinking back on it, this was like one of the first movies that like I really jumped to was like the Sandlot, just like the idea of like playing in the in the yard mm-hmm. and you're just a kid and you're just kind of going about your life. And then you get this moment in your life where you can do something big and you either have mm-hmm. to decide you're going to step up into it or you're going to decide you're not. And like you can make either decision. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. like whatever cho- choice you have will make like will have a big impact on your life. Yeah. Later on, or 
have an impact on who you're going to become as a person. Yeah. Will you face the beast? Will you face the beast? Like, I love it. I, I, I know like they're talking about like there's like an actual big dog in the backyard, mm-hmm. but like really it is just That's kind of like, yeah. yeah, the metaphor of like your own demons in your own head and like your own self doubts. And, um, and at some point it is really just like you deciding I'm either going to decide to get over it and yeah. get past the hurdle or I'm going to let it like own me. Love it. And, uh, and, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for no, those who haven't seen it. No, this is going on my list of things I have to see. Uh, if you want to, if everyone wants to enter into the uh, the school of Ashley Milani's uh, 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 upbringing, this has to be on. <laughs> this has to be on the curriculum of uh, things that made me who I am. Great this, this, was this movie, <laughs> man. Okay, you're up next. Yeah, and uh, we're going along the same lines as that one because this is a move. One of the first mo- sport movies I've ever watched. The Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks from yep. nineteen nine no two thousand. When was the oh, when did the Mighty Ducks come remember. out? Don't remember. Want well, me to fact check that? Sure. Ninety two. So the Mighty Ducks, nineteen ninety two. Uh, that's not Kurt Russell. Who is that? Who's the it's guy? It's a circus. Michael um, Douglas. No. Bring it back up. Bring up. Yep. Bring the Google back up. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to feel dumb. It's Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Thank you. Okay. All <laughs> right. Now we let it go. Actually, before we go any further, can you can you lay the land for what Mighty Ducks is for yes. people who don't know? So basically, uh, well, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in so long. I don't have time to watch movies these yeah. days. But it's pretty much just uh, a, te- a hockey team of, uh, are they mischief children? Pretty sure I they think, are, right? I think every kind of movie like this is full of yeah, mischief children. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Anyway, but they, uh, they play hockey. And their coach is Emilio Estevez, and they uh, they make it to like the national whatever game whatever, and they're playing against a team from another country, and uh, the game is is they're down three points, it's not going well. The other team is super rough, they're super physical, and uh, the second period just ended, and then they go to the the locker room, and he's gonna give a nice little speech. Did y'all enjoy that? Okay, well, so did they, because they're still three points up, and we're one period away from defeat. Oh, it's also got the kid from well, the sandlot. Well, if we can't beat them, we might as well keep our pride. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse, that's not pride. Sure, when Dwayne roped that big oaf, part of me cheered. But guys, I've been there. I know how you feel. And I wanted to cream that jerk that busted my knee when I played in the minors. And I really, really wanted to go after Stanson for that cheap shot. But you know what? My knee will heal. And if I become someone I'm not, if I sink to their level, well, then I've lost more than my knee. So important. You understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the music. Here we go. What's he going to drop on us? We're not goons. We're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, we have to be ourselves. Aww. You. Who are you? Dean Portman. From where? Chicago, Illinois. You. Guy Germain. From where? Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. You. Jesse Hall from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who are you? Julie Gaffney from Bangor, Maine. Luis Mendoza, Miami, Florida. Greg Goldberg, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Les Averman, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Wait, hang on a second. Pause for a second. How do they have a team with so many kids from all different places like don't you think if it's like a high school team they would just have like would they all be from the same town I don't know it's a national team so okay. it could be anything okay alright fair enough fair <laughs> enough 
Carter, Minnesota. Russ Tyler, South Central Los Angeles. Charlie Conway, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ken Rue, San Francisco, California. Connie Moreau, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Adam they got Bass, a girl on their team? Minnesota. It's they been a long time since I've seen this movie. There's two girls. Michelle McKay, Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm Gordon Bombay, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! We're Team USA, nice. gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Aww. Because we are ducks. Aww. And ducks fly, fly together. together. That's right, Jan. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks, ducks fly together. Woo. When the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, <laughs> okay, uh, ducks fly together. <laughs> and when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. Now, new ducks and old ducks must unite under a new banner. And I thought perhaps something like this. I'm not gonna lie, this is chills galore. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I have tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why this movie marked me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. What team is this? It's not Team USA. Well, yes it is. They've got on new uniforms. I don't know if you can just change uniform mid <laughs> mid game. I don't think that's allowed. We'd have to check the regulations. Yeah. <laughs> Such an amazing. So why speech. why for you is why is it the Muddy Ducks? I mean, I I get it. I just physically reacted <laughs> to it. But for you, why? Well, first of all, like I said, it's one of the first sports movies I've actually watched, and that's stuck with me like all these years. And it's also just because it's a group of kids that don't believe in themselves, and they think, oh, we'll take the loss. It's fine. Like, we'll, we had fun, whatever. But then he comes around, and he he starts just he's he's just talking and. He's saying we're gonna win this. We can do this. And then he starts name like pointing at the players, and they say who they are and where they're from. And then they start like, like because they, they never. What was the, what was the importance of that? Of like him like being like, who are you? Why is that important? So they realize who they are. They're not just a losing team. Is that what you're trying to make me say? No, I'm just genuinely asking you. Oh well, like the he just. It's, it's, he's getting them together because during the whole movie they're not great friends. Some of them bully each other and whatever. But when he starts pointing at them and asking them who they are, they realize that they are someone that's important for the team. They have a part to play. And then after everyone like says who they are, whatever, they start hugging, they start ce celebrating and cheering. So he's just getting a team, an unlikely team, to bond. And you, ready to get to become friends. You'd hope that they would do that before like the last period Absolutely. of the championship game. But when but if, if it's better late than never. Better late than never. <laughs> so it works. Okay, and on to our final uh final speech. I don't know if this clip I have just found is the actual Okay, so <laughs> I I started a clip and it's basically ten awkward seconds of people really uh intensely staring at each other but so for those of you who can't see what's going on on the screen this is the tv series friday night light speech uh by coach taylor one of my favorite fictional coaches of all time um the uh uh clear eyes full hearts can't lose speech yep. i mean he gives this he gives this line like many times during the the show but here's just one example of it i think this is season two jason street went down first game of the season Everybody wrote us off. Everybody. And yet here we are at the championship game. 40,000 people out there have also written us off. And there 
there who do still believe in you. Fuel never give up on you. You go back out on the field, those are the people I want in your minds. Those are the people I want in your hearts. Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. He's going to fight and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle, he does not lose himself. This game is not over. This battle is not over. So let's hear it one more time. Together. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go! Yeah, that's a great scene. Anyway, I love it. Um, like the line itself is pretty iconic. Yeah, it's it's like a, just like a nice like feel good like clear eyes, full hearts. Mm-hmm. Like put your full self into it. Let's go, can't lose. Yeah. Uh, but why? But, why did you choose this moment? So. Not this particular moment, but just like the general vibe that that Coach oh, Taylor okay. gives off is one of it's just one of my favorite. And maybe it's because, um, so when this show was first coming out, um, my mom and I really got into watching it for whatever reason. My mom's kind of funny; she um, uh, doesn't really care about organized sports, um, or at least she didn't until about 2011. Okay, 20, uh, 2011, 2012. Her and I took a trip to Chicago, yeah. um, uh, around my birthday, and we, uh. We flew in really late, and we um, we were looking for food as we were getting into our hotel. And the only thing open that was close by was a sports bar, and there was a Blackhawks game going on that night. And the bar was just packed, nice. full of people cheering for the game. And something about that night like triggered something in my mom, and she became like the biggest Blackhawks fan after that. Like <laughs> I don't she blame was, her. She yeah, that, they had that, a great season that, that year. Would, but that would be amazing, just walking in. Oh to yeah, a just bar, like the just atmosphere looking for and stuff. food, and then like walk into a bar, a sports bar. In Chicago, yeah. playing the game—that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. But so yeah, so the the Winnipeg Jets weren't back in back in Winnipeg yet, so mm-hmm. we didn't really have a hockey team to cheer for. The like the Blue Bombers are fine, but Mom didn't really care about football. Mm-hmm. Um, when she had this like team to rally around, she was like on the couch all winter. Like every time there was a game on, she was like hooked to it. And uh, so her and I kind of became hooked on like hockey at the same time as we became hooked on Friday Night Lights. And so we would like sit up and like watch together like way too late into the night. Uh, and so it was like a nice, like, I remember the series as like a nice bonding moment with my mm-hmm. mom, um, especially when it was like, we'd be looking at our watches, be like, it's 11 o'clock. I had practice at like six o'clock the next morning. I'm yeah. like, one more episode. And she's like, yep. okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was cool. The series itself that, um, that like they really went in and like showed the life of the coach just beyond the the field mm-hmm. and showed like the struggles of, of balancing your family life yeah. and dealing with like things about like things in your team and with your players that are more than just the sports like mm-hmm. especially if you're working with high school aged athletes or university athletes like making sure they're staying on top of their grades not getting into trouble yeah. like i i can know i can name some coaches i won't name them here <laughs> but i can name some coaches that i know that have like bailed their athletes out of the drunk tank yeah. and have like really like gone to bat for them and gotten out of some tricky spots in their lives and some athletes who will consider their coaches to be these life mentors that are just beyond anything else that they've mm-hmm. ever had before in their life and or have known in their life. Um, and so it was cool to see like a, a very strong example um, 
of that kind of yeah. person in someone's life yeah. and to show his his struggles and his wins and his defeats and like the whole gambit of it mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought i thought like the whole series did a really good job of like examining like the life of the coach beyond sure. uh beyond sports especially in the context of like the really intense like texas friday night yeah, football yeah. scene like i've i've gone to texas a few times um uh for rowing training camps and we've driven down on a couple occasions and it's crazy you go on the highway and like next to like the highway there's these like middle schools mm-hmm. but they're like giant facilities and then they have these like state-of-the-art football facilities with like giant posters of yeah. their athlete like their middle school or high middle school, school athletes, athletes yeah. on the wall like full like building-sized like murals like of any, them like nfl stuff yeah like yeah, nfl yeah. level stuff yeah. and so suddenly like high school musical doesn't seem that <laughs> insane anymore yeah. when you're like oh i guess that's really how sometimes the state operates but yeah. especially yeah so f- to show like a coach in that kind of situation and mm-hmm. show like the full range of stuff and then i just like i'm always really inspired by coaches who can like impromptu i mean and this is obviously a tv series and <laughs> yeah. he was given that speech to practice many times but yeah. i do know coaches who can just like drop a cool speech like that on the drop yeah. of a hat and just have so much in their arsenal and just so much in the back of their head rolling around and are such good like orators yeah. that that they can pull something like that out and I just that's oh, that's yeah. kind of who I aspire to be. The head coach of the football team I coach and I played on he was so good at that like we'd be losing a game and he'd just come up and he'd start talking and we'd be so pumped after his speeches every friggin time I don't know how he did it because it was every single time just doing such a great job and at the end of the year, we'd always do like a little banquet and he'd give us awards and whatever. Yep. And he'd always give like a little trophy and give us a nickname. And that guy's just a genius. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I just, I highly aspire to be those, that kind of coach um, in my own practice. Yeah. So that's why I picked that one. Yeah. Well, that scene was great too. It was a good, a really good speech. And like the, uh, seeing the audience, seeing the kids and everything is super, yeah. is, it's a tearjerker for sure. Oh, for sure. But it was a good pick. Um, honorable mentions go to Mr. Miyagi of the Karate Kid. Oh, obviously, for sure. yes. I was watching like a supercut of all of his great one-liners, um, and I just figured I could like I couldn't pick yeah. close enough. Yeah. Um, I like I, I always thought like Coach Carter was a great movie oh, like absolutely. for those kind of those yeah, speeches for sure. Um, but I I figured Coach Taylor and uh, and Sandlot were my my two picks. Yeah. Yeah, I just I picked two movies that resonated a lot with me, my first sport movie and everything. Uh, but like I said, I'm a huge comedy fan, so most of the yeah sport movies I watch is comedy. Like my favorite movie, my favorite sport movie of all time is Semi Pro, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Will Ferrell. You yeah, know? like <laughs> there was definitely a period of my life where like I was all into that. Like it was like Semi Pro, um, Talladega Nights. Mm. I would I would consider that one a sports movie as yeah, ridiculous yeah. as yeah, it is, yeah, or yeah. like Blades of Glory, Dodgeball, like you know, <laughs> Dodgeball. <Yeah. laughs> with, that's with Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, that's yeah. you know that's the one I should have played. If you can dodge a, a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, for no, sure. tell the coaches out there, do not throw wrenches at your ass. No, don't. That's uh, a little illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I'm really curious to hear from our listeners. Uh, this is a really good one um, for you guys to to kind of tweet back at us uh, or, or on Facebook when we post this one please leave a comment retweet it and let us know what your favorite sports movie For or sure. favorite uh, fictional coach whether it be tv movie book whatever yeah um and I'm I'm really curious to hear what's out there. Yeah, I'm inspire I'm, me. I'm always down for suggestions for movies to watch. So yeah, tweet at me over. all your all your sports movie recommendations. Yes. I'm here for it. Yep. And this has been another fun little episode of the Coaches Fan Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thank you to Kodiak FM for letting us record in their beautiful studio. And it's gone.
to practice. Thank you. (laughs) 